When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Mark Stein. Well, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, our international hero. If you looked closely at the pictures of the queen after she stepped out for the Jubilee, you will see to her right, <laughs> Mark Stein. <laughs> she, yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe it. He was there, and now he's here. How are you, Mark? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't think you'd, you'd spot that, James. Yes, we went and had a... Uh, Nice pot of Darjeeling and some uh, Welsh, or maybe it was Irish tea cakes after after the ceremony. So you're right. Yeah, that's that's where uh, that's where I was. Congratulations, Mark! Your TV show is killing it. GB News. The ratings are just amazing. It is becoming more and more. Uh, people are finding it. They're watching it. And in fact, I would like to uh, just call uh, the attention. You know, Piers Morgan has a TV show, but apparently. People have decided they'd much rather watch you than that other Brit fellow, Piers Morgan. So congrats, congratulations well, on that. You know, you're very, you're very fortunate, and, and your listeners are very fortunate too, James, because in New York City, you do not have Piers Morgan's face confronting you from every bus shelter, from every bus side, from every underground uh, subway train, from every overground Amtrak train, where, whereas in the, in the United Kingdom, I think there's one bus. I think it's on the Shetland Islands off the northern tip of Scotland. But I believe they've actually got a bus there that does not have Piers Morgan's face on it. So you should be thankful for small buses that New York Mass Transit doesn't make you sit looking at Piers Morgan all, uh, all, all for your Morning commute. I am grateful, Mark. This thing in Buffalo, um, you know, I I have been. I, I am almost certain within ninety nine percent, I've been in that store. Hmm. Um, I used to walk along Jefferson Avenue. I was born in Buffalo. My aunt lives four yeah. blocks away. Lived four blocks away from where the shoot, where the shooting took place, and I'm naturally horrified by it, and as we all are. But what the Democrats, the liberals, and their their agents in the mainstream press are doing with this is just it is evil. They are attacking everybody that they can, particularly Tucker Carlson, particularly uh, 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 Elise Stefanik, and Fox mm. News, of course, their ever-present enemy, and uh, claiming that they are responsible for this because they have amplified, quote-unquote, the replacement theory. Can you weigh in on this, please, Mark? Yeah, I don't know Buffalo as uh, well as you do, James, but it's real to me in a way that, you know, a lot of places on the map aren't because um, I was born in Toronto, which is just an hour 
up the Queen Elizabeth Way from Buffalo. So if you're in Toronto, uh, certainly at that time, if you're in Toronto, you had your Canadian channels and then you watch the American networks from Buffalo. So every every night at six o'clock, uh, you, you see the local news from Buffalo. And so all kinds of places like Lackawanna become real to you. Uh, in a way that most American places aren't, and that was that was certainly my experience. And what's slightly creepy is to see a place that is real to you, that is an actual place, Buffalo, New York. Uh, you know the Niagara River, uh, Niagara on the Lake, all important stuff. It's in the War of 1812 and very real, whichever side of the border you're on. And to see within 20 minutes the Democrats turn it into something totally fake just because it's politically useful to them. And we're getting worse at this. Clinton did a bit of it with the Oklahoma City bombing. I happened to be in Oklahoma City at the time, and I found that very weird then. Wow. Um, uh, Because Clinton, if you recall, was uh, trying to blame it on Rush, in fact. He tried to blame uh, it on Rush, exactly. And I, and as I said, I was there and it was real and it was weird to see the disconnect between what Clinton was saying and the reality on the ground. And likewise, I thought it was the same with Joe Biden. Uh, it's politically useful, as you were saying earlier. Uh, what matters to the Democrats is, oh, here's, here's a bunch of dead people and there's a bunch of dead people. Which one serves our political agenda? There's a lack of humanity about this. You know, as you were saying, people are getting shot all over the map all the time. Um, but it, they don't matter unless they're politically useful to the Democrats. And by that, I, just, I don't mean just, you know, blowhards on MSNBC, but the president alleged himself, uh, Joe Biden, whoever's putting words into this uh, dead husk of a moth-eaten suck puppet's mouth, is putting in words that are actually completely deplorable for a head of for a head of state. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the Queen. That one of the actual, I, I, I hate to do this to you, James, but one of the advantages of, of this is that there is a time to be a head of state and there's time to be a head of government. And so if you go to Buffalo to give a speech and you didn't go to anywhere else to give a speech with recent mass killings, uh, what you should do is give a head of state's speech where you should express uh, sympathy for the families of the dead and you should leave the politics at home in your head of government box and use it when you're addressing the Democrat convention or whatever. Now, Mark, I'd like to go back to something here, because I am I, as soon as I started hearing in mass the mainstream media uh, figures all start to jump on the narrative of this replacement theory, the first thing I thought about was, well, I know where this replacement theory came from. And so I'd like both of us to listen to an MSNBC host, Melissa Harris-Perry, who happens to be an African-American woman. Right. And let us see what she has to say in what is now being called the replacement theory. Go ahead and hit it. A change is coming to America. A change that may configure, reconfigure who we are and how we see ourselves. America is browning. In 2008, the Pew Research Center projected that by 2050, America will no longer have any single racial group that constitutes a majority. In other words, Pew projected that in a few short decades, white people will become a minority within the United States. 
That means that by 2050, the Latino share of the U.S. population could reach as high as 29%, African Americans at 13%, and Asian Americans up to 9%. That would equal a grand total of 51%, no longer a minority. Pew's numbers and their timeline are not hard and fast certainties. They're projections based on immigration patterns, birth rates, and current global and national trends. But they do point to a likely outcome, an America that is increasingly characterized by citizens who are not white. These data were released, and the conversation about them became robust just as the presidential campaign of a young senator from Chicago was hitting its stride. As a result, the election of America's first black president became indelibly tied with a conversation about the browning of America. And that means this story is not just about demographics. This story is about politics. And the politics of the browning America have become both more complicated and more urgent in the years since Pew first told us that our country is changing. Mark, the browning of America. I have a, a story here. From Vox.com, 29 print pages, white threat in a browning America. Ezra Klein. I have another story from NPR, how the browning of America is upending both political parties. I have another story here from SUNY about a book that they have, The Browning of America and the Evasion of Social Justice. Another story from Essence Magazine. Preparing for the browning of America. And it goes on and on and on. And yet, the same thing that we're talking about is what they're calling now the replacement theory is suddenly bad and is certainly evil. And it's that evil Tucker Carlson and that evil Elise Stefanik and that evil Fox News that needs to stop talking about this. Well, it's very interesting to me. Uh, I remember, I very well remember, uh, 2012, Kirsten Powers, on the night of the election, referred to the browning of America. Uh, she's a very nice lady of Democrat persuasion. She's talking about the browning of America and people pointing out that <clears throat> if Mitt Romney, uh, Mitt Romney won a higher percentage of the so-called white vote, uh, than uh, Ronald Reagan did in 1984, and the reason he didn't have a big landslide victory was because of the Browning of America. Browning of America. Oh, have you heard about the Browning of America? Oh, I really like <laughs> oh, the Browning Brown. of America. Uh, and uh, and and so Kirsten Powers and MSNBC and everyone can talk about, <laughs> but but if you know Sean Hannity mentions <laughs> to Tucker Carlson the Browning of America, that, uh, and Glenn Beck says, oh yeah the browning of america i've heard something about that too uh so so the browning of america is a complete uh white supremacist conspiracy theory when uh uh glenn beck and tucker carlson are chewing the fat about it but the browning of america is actually a cause for celebration when casting powers and melissa harris perry are talking about you can't have that you can't you can't say you can't say this subject can be spoken about by one group of people, but not another group of people. And that's actually how you get more of what happened in Buffalo. If people start feeling not only is this a thing, but that it's a thing we're not allowed to talk about it, uh, talk about. That's one way to get an awful lot more of it. I agree with you. One last quick story. Let's leave this behind for a moment and we will resume. Mark, there's so much more to be said about this. But uh, today was a day in Congress that we haven't seen, talked about in over 50 years. They've finally taken it on. 
There are UFOs <laughs> out there, Mark. Area 51, yeah. it's real. The aliens might really be here. Yeah, this is actually the alienization of America. Uh, while, we're, while we're all... <laughs> that's what they haven't yet figured out. The, re the replacement theory is ultimately aliens from planet Zongo. You know, the thing about it, actually, is I, I'm sort of neutral on this. I don't quite know why we're talking about it. But on the other hand, if you told... If I woke up tomorrow and saw that it turns out that Joe Biden actually is a very primitive animatronic figure created on planet Zongo and then placed on Earth... Uh, to I would find that actually more plausible than, oh, U.S. taxpayers are funding gain-of-function research at a Chinese communist lab in Wuhan. Well. I, w I would find the space alien theory far more plausible than any of the things that have actually happened last couple of years so it may be that they're the they may be there it may be these space aliens are the uh, cavalry coming over the horizon from a distant galaxy i'll take anything uh, given the present reality mark as always thank you so much look forward to it congratulations again tell people where they can find your tv show the one that is absolutely killing the competition uh, you can find it, you can watch from anywhere on the planet at uh, gbnews.uk uh, or over at steinonline.com. Yep, steinonline.com. Thank you, Mark Stein.